Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, hello. Yeah. We have arrived to the final episode of the season. Woohoo! Season three. Can you believe we've been doing this for three years? No. Wait, That's is this a, a wait? No, this is the final episode. Yeah, and then we do our holiday episode. Right. We'll all, we'll, okay. we'll do our holiday special. It's very British of us. Okay. I was like, wait special. a minute. <laughs> yeah. So it's we'll, we'll be back in December with a holiday special. We will have just returned from Walt Disney World. Oh, so we'll God. have a little bit of Mickey fun. And um, it's the 50th anniversary. It is the 50th anniversary. Holy yeah. moly! For Walt Disney World, not ah. not Disney in general. Yes, gotcha. it's just the world. Is a whole it is, <laughs> just the world. It is, world. It is a year long celebration. We're going to Mickey's very merriest, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So great! So, so I'm we'll, gonna cry. We'll be we'll be back with you right after that. Oh. But to close the final episode of the season, you know, we've been doing our box building series, which is our ten part series about lessons that we've learned within our business and how you can apply them to your business, whether mm-hmm. that be gym restaurant and beyond. Mm-hmm. And it, you can learn more about this series at boxbuilding.com. We have the whole series there and we're so we're very excited to wrap it up today. Yeah. Across the series, we've covered the basics of starting your business with mission and core values and knowing your role and then about building the A team, speaking the hard truth, testing systems and processes, keys to the kingdom about customer service, making it shine and then our last episode was the right customer, but we are here today with a word that we created. Mm. You will not find it in the dictionary. No. And we call it Adaptivate. Yeah. And this has really been the theme of our business. And I think that, you know, restaurateurs, gym owners across the nation, entertainment industry, those of us that really had a big hit during the blip. We don't, we don't use the C word. We Mm-mm. call it the blip. <laughs> that sounds like you're saying another C word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we don't use that word either. We okay? don't use that word. So, uh. <laughs> But Adaptivate became a bit of our catchphrase, you know, during yeah. the, the, the year and a half of the blip. Yeah. And it is our combination of adapting and innovating. Mm-hmm. And and I think adaptivate should be a word because I think you can't adaptivate if you don't innovate and you can't innovate if you don't adapt. Mm-hmm. True. Right? Yes. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I often and I'm sure y'all do as well, hear adapt and innovate thrown around like confetti. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just they're yeah. they're buzzwords, they're hot words. I remember the I remember you and I sitting down and having this conversation and you and I looking at it at each other and being like, okay, we hear these freaking words all day, every day on every single business podcast and yeah. O- Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul Conversations and Brene Brown's. Oprah. Yeah, oh, me Brene. Too. yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, these Where words. Where they lead, I will follow. Right. But. Absolutely. Like, but, you know, these words a lot of times fall uh, flat because right. people just throw them around. In reality, it's like, okay, you can use these words, but what are the action behind the words? Yeah. You so know? I think the biggest thing for me is that adaptation is reaction. Mm -hmm. Mm. That is something you have to do in the face of something getting thrown at you, the unexpected getting thrown at you. Totally. 
Whereas innovation is proactive. Yeah. It is something that you are quietly doing in the background mm -hmm. to keep the ground beneath you solid, to stay a step or two ahead of where, you know, your industry is going and evolving. But where I think the rubber meets the road and what we've often talked about and then was tried and tested, especially during the blip, mm -hmm. is that you, you, one cannot exist without the other. Mm -hmm. You need both. Mm -hmm. Hence, combining them to make a new mm. word. Adaptivate. You know, this, I, just had a, I just had a major um, aha moment. Light bulb just went off. That you yeah, a lot of times it. hear... You know, books are out there that are like, oh, you should, you need to be proactive. You should never be reactive in your business and all of this. Oh, bullshit. And that's fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. Because in my head, I'm like, shit is going to happen. Yes. So in order for you to cover all your bases, you need to be both proactive in your approach of innovation, but then you need to be ready to be reactive and adapt and adapt in a way that's going to be successful your, for your business to keep funneling that innovation to happen. Preach. Sure. And it's about, you know, to me, innovation mm -hmm. is really what this series is about. Mm -hmm. It's about establishing your business from the beginning mm -hmm. with, you know, mission and core values and then developing systems and processes and building your team and all those things that, that, that to me is innovation and not doing things and, you know, oh, well they did it that way or they did it way, doing it in your own way and, and really charting your own path. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. feel that thankfully we went down that road when we started our business and we put everything in place and we innovated as we grew mm -hmm. so that when faced with adversities such as, you know, the world shutting down or, you know, the, us not being able to operate for a period of time, because we had established systems and processes and built our team and built customer trust mm -hmm. and knew what we stood for, we were able to shift our business and to pivot mm -hmm. into something completely different, you know, such as online platforms. Because, you know, yes, we owned a gym, but we had innovated in the fact that we had this podcast and we have a YouTube channel that's very active mm -hmm. and we have social channels that are very active so that when we got to the point of, wow, we can't be within our four walls, we have to go outside of our four walls all of those platforms were already in place for us just to capitalize on. But Trinity, also it was a thing of when um, shit hit the fan and everything shut down within a matter of a couple days and we adapted in order for all of our members to take all of our equipment outside of the facility and take it home so we could then do Zoom classes three or four times a day to, to help stay connected. What I also found was we adapted in such a way that we had already innovated in the very beginning of our business to do quarterly check-ins and to have goal-setting sessions with people. When we when the blip happened, we now we now took that into turbo drive mm -hmm. because then we knew as as a team and as uh, Rhapsody uh, coaches that everyone was in this mindset of fear mm -hmm. because no one knew what was going on and no one knew how to what was going to happen next. And so what we did is we doubled down and we adapted into checking in with every single member every other day. It mm -hmm. wasn't 
once a week or once a month or, or a quarterly check-in. It was no. Like, hey, Mary Beth, it's Monday, checking in. I know that we're like, this is uh, week three. I'm just making sure, like, how, how's everything going? How's everything at the house? Like, I know you don't have kids, but, like, if we were going to have, like, a conversation about, like, hey, like, how are the kids? How are they doing with school? Like, is it weird? Like, you know. And so it became a doubling down of what we had innovated from the very beginning, and we adapted it to where we took it into turbo drive. And that's the biggest feedback that I got back from members during the the month and a half to two months that we were fully closed, that they were like, having you there to have conversations and just to have to have a person outside of my house that I could bitch to or have a sounding board for. Oh, it was or, all about connection. Oh just, my gosh. Yeah. And people, and people really take back, they go to that time in their life and they're like, man, that was, that's what got me through. Yeah. Yes. It was a lot of work for the team, but in reality, like that's why we're now sitting where we are. One of the things I thought was so telling about that moment, looking about, looking back at it in hindsight is that to your point, y'all were able to react and adapt quickly, but the choices were also clear. Your decision making was clear. Mm-hmm. There was not, there was not flail. You know, although although we were all surrounded by fear, because y'all had laid the groundwork and you were actively practicing from inception, mm-hmm. this innovation, forward thinking, constantly evolving. Yeah even though you were faced with a stimuli that was, you know, the unknown, the unknowable, you were still able to react quickly and effectively because there was confidence behind your decision. You still knew where you were going. Sure. Even though you got something out of left field. Yeah. You still knew the direction. The speed, the speed was key. Yeah, yeah. The, the pivot speed was key, but also, you know, in Mary Beth in those moments it's scary and there is a lot of fear, but what you can't let happen is let fear drive your decisions. And, and, you know, that's about, you know, leading with confidence. And if you have innovated along the way, you're going to believe in what you do. You're going to believe in your systems and you're going to be able to adapt. Look, it's it's really interesting when you, when you, you know, the entertainment industry, when you look at the film side, you know, film studios did not know that there was going to be a national pandemic that that shut down movie houses around the world. So they had been innovating for a while. You know, uh, Netflix has obviously been at the forefront of that. Mm -hmm. Apple came on board, Disney, um, Hulu, all these streaming services. Like, you know, this is growing an audience. People want entertainment when they want it. They want it on their terms when they want it. Yeah. So they had consistently been innovating the industry. Well, when movie houses closed, all of these film companies said, well, Okay, our pivot is we're going into your home. Yeah. And whether that be, you know, free through a streaming service or you pay, you know, premiere access like on Disney for a, a newly released film, you can have it. Because we had innovated our business, we have grown our film business to think beyond, oh, our entire business is this. We release a movie, it goes to a movie theater, an audience comes and sits down, buys popcorn, and they leave. And several weeks later, the film is released, you know on DVD or on HBO. Right. You know what I mean? It's like they thought beyond that window. Mm-hmm. That is the the film industry. When you, you know, the, those industries 
fortified themselves to not rely on a, a, an audience experience as far as a large group gathered in a single location. Mm-hmm. Theater, on the other hand, is a, it's a harder proposition, right? Because we don't have the digital media, live concerts, it's the same sort of element. And so it was much harder for theater to pivot. You know, the film industry's been back for over a year now. Yeah. The theater industry is just now restarting a year and a half later. Yeah. Some of that is, yes, the full audience experience is unique to theater, and that's very hard to create outside of that. Mm. But also, our industry in general had not been truly innovating across the years to really be able to have various platforms that we could shift the industry, whether that be, you know, there's a million ideas around what it could have been. Yeah. But it, it really, it stopped our industry in its tracks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, it was interesting that looking back over that time period, the only Broadway experience that came to the screen was Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And although that is a phenomenal show and it's really, you know, it was wonderful to watch. It yeah. was not nearly what I would imagine sitting in the theater and experiencing it would be. Right. But the fact that that was really the only show that adapted to the big screen, that was very surprising to me mm-hmm. yeah. because it, it, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't even about, keeping traction it was keeping people from forgetting totally you know keep a top of it's mind it's that reminder yeah. and and you know the only reason they were able to do that is they had filmed that way before right like in 2018 like when yeah. the show opened and it yeah. was you know it was it was planned for a theatrical release in that yeah. way and they were able to do it but you know yeah. should the rest of the industry do it yes some did you know you have something like come from away that's coming out and i think diana is going to do the same but our industry was was not at the forefront. You know, even even on social media, our industry is a bit behind in those mm-hmm. platforms. So it's growing, and this will be. I hope this is a huge learning process, and we just don't go back to resting on yeah. what that was. But the industry as a whole had not innovated yeah. over the years with forward thinking beyond the norm. Yeah, and so when a very big challenge came, we was not able to pivot as quickly as it should have. Yeah. I, the, um, the saying, I forget who said it, but innovator die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's pretty like just straightforward. Innovation is not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Innovation is not the easy road. It's and not immediately rewarding. It's not immediately rewarding. It's, it's not even sometimes immediately clear. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's not. But it being a, an essential part of your business, because if you don't innovate, you'll get left behind. Yeah, it's true. And what I will say is innovation can be uncomfortable. Mm. And, and innovation can, can make you feel a bit out of control at times. Because what we want to do as humans, right, like even our brains, like if you are somewhere and there is, say, an explosion, your brain is wired to get you to, to normalize it. Oh, that was thunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so we as humans, our, our go-to method is to, to like, this is what we normally do. We're going to normalize this situation mm-hmm. versus how do, you know, let's take on all these 
various ideas and explore them. Mm-hmm. And it might be outside of the box of our normal operating procedures, but creating an environment within your business yeah. that welcomes that kind of feedback that helps you innovate. Well, and I think it's interesting that innovation, yes, it tends to to be uncomfortable, although exciting. There are mm-hmm. elements of innovation that are exciting, but uncomfortable and can make you feel like you're it, like it's outside of your control if we take a step back in fact your approach to innovation is what you have control over totally. it's what you have to adapt to that you do not have control over yeah right so you know there i think is is the the complex the, right yeah is that we look at innovation and and that discomfort and, and wanting to keep things normal and between the lines and and play in our safe sandbox yeah. as something that we we have more control over but in fact you know your approach and process around innovation that is what you have proactive control over yeah it's when you have to adapt whatever makes you adapt that's probably what you have no control over yeah i think uh, you know i bet there are a lot of people listening to this too going yeah great innovation sounds great how do i do it and <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're no. like how can you and you have to as a business owner create space for yourself every day for that to happen mm mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if you're inside of your business, running your business and doing every, and you are working inside your business day in and day out 24 seven, and don't allow yourself to step out and get a 30,000 foot view of your business. Let's say once a week, right? Once a week, if not more. Yeah, and and you and and I have a, you and I have a scheduled time every week where we spend two hours and and it's literally a brainstorm. Yeah. It's just a drill a drill down on our we call them quarterly rocks on those those quarterly goals that we want to try to accomplish from now until the next quarter. And and then from there we also have our issues list on like things that in the business that are not optimized that we're like okay, how are we going to how are we going to resolve these issues and how are we going to accomplish these rocks that we're trying to to get done, to move the ball forward in the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of our, like our level 10. That's more of our staffing. But what I'm talking about is sort of our innovation time that you and I have together yeah. to where we're not really discussing things that are happening right here and now. Mm-hmm. We're really discussing everything that's where we want to be in five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, it, it, it's the it's these cloud sort of ideas that we reach for and can in, begin to develop. And you have to create space for that. Yes. Yeah. You, it's a must. And and I think it's it's also coming to those sessions, whatever mm-hmm. that space or those sessions look like for you, from a place of curiosity, mm-hmm. a place of creativity. And don't set expectations for them. And listen, I, I say this, I default to execution. <laughs> so right. I don't yeah. um, I don't love staying in the vision world very long. I'm like, okay, that's a cool story. Now who who's gonna push dirt? How right. are we gonna get this accomplished? But just appreciate that, you know, even my fellow executioners, mm-hmm. like you have to make space for this. Yeah. Um, and you know, however that looks for you, I, I find as well that you know, once a quarter, and, and I appreciate this can be a tall order. It's, you know, go away for 48 hours. Yeah. 
literally unplug, get yourself out of the same spaces, let your eye travel, let your experience travel, yeah. go somewhere and, and think, yeah. think your thoughts, right? Yeah. We've stopped having meetings inside of the business for that very reason. Yeah. That's so smart. You know, we have our staff meetings there because the gym's empty at that hour. But as far as our kind of leadership meetings, our level 10 mm-hmm. and our, our future planning meetings, we just not focus when you're inside that room. You know, I always, I always tell Alan, I, I always remind him, you know, what made our business our business is that for hours upon hours in New York City before we moved to South Carolina to open, we sat on the floor around our coffee table in New York City with pad and paper and created this and created every aspect of it, of what we saw, it, what we wanted it to be, what mm-hmm. we wanted it to feel like, you know, all what of were that. Thing, what, basically, what were things that we wanted to, what was a problem that needed to be fixed? Yes. And right. it was so much not about, and much of it was not about, you know, opening a bank account and getting your... LLC and all that stuff. That's the execution stuff. That's the execution stuff that we did. We absolutely did all that. Yeah. But we spent so much of this innovation time Mm -hmm. around a table. And as the business opened, as Alan does, he's like you. He dives in on that execution way. He's very much like. (laughs) And so he quickly became completely, you know, inundated inside the four walls. What's been great about our relationship of owning a business together um, beyond killing each other is... Which is very impressive, by the <laughs> way. Yeah. 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 Come close a few times. Yeah. I've, I've patched a few holes at the house. Now I'm just, <laughs> um, Let's be real. Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've been able to have this unique position of staying, you know, 30,000 feet mm-hmm. outside of the business. And, I, and, and at times I have been... Alan, come this way. Mm-hmm. Come, <laughs> come this way. With me. Yeah. Let's let's step yeah. out. And I always would say to you, I said, Alan, remember sitting around on the floor at the coffee table in New York City. Yeah. I love like, that. You- that is we need more of that. And that's why this year we developed this weekly yeah. time to devote to that. And and so what I'll say to that point is, you know. Trini, you're the why guy, Alan, you're the how guy. And mm-hmm. there are going to be spaces where that overlaps. Both are entirely mission critical to success. Mm -hmm. So what I would say for my fellow kind of solopreneurs is that if you know you tend to to gravitate towards one side versus the other, then find and connect with your your board of advisors. Mm -hmm. You know, and and this is something I would say that that as an individual business owner, you know, I'm I'm looking to do is, you know, if I know I'm a how person and that's that's really where I'm strong and where I stay, when it comes to front and center, you know, I need to surround myself with why influencers because that's not my default. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So Our, our third episode of box building is literally called Know Your Role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, it's why <laughs> but, that is so important. And I, yeah. I know on that, and you should go check that episode out. It's a great episode. And Mary Beth really talks about, yeah, guys, you've got each other. But what about someone like you with Front and Center that's on your own and how to sort of fortify those around you and those advisors? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know, you look across history to the greatest leaders in the world and what you've learned is that person standing beside them has been key to, to that leader's success. Right. I, I, also say, I also love that this is 
the last episode in the series. Because if you're also looking at this and you're like, oh God, where do I start? Go back to uh, episode one. Yep. Mission. If you don't have a mission, that's a great way to innovate your business. Yeah. If you don't have core values, that's a great way to innovate your business. If you don't know your role, it's a great way to innovate your business, so on and so forth. And that's a great way to just do it is take that space and say, and actually like go down the list and be like, are these things set in place? Right. Because if they are, then that is the foundation that you have to then grow your business to where you want it to be. And that's really why when we, when we all began talking about box building and what this could be, mm-hmm. you know, there are so many how-to books out there. There are so many like, you know, this is how you should run your business or you should do it this way. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know, for us, it's about this is what worked for us. Mm-hmm. And because we're sort of kind of tactile thinkers, we, we kind of broke it down to these kind of 10 points. We said, what are the 10 things that have really helped us? Mm-hmm. Right. And so this entire series is about our experience, which is going to be different than every person that's listening right now's experience mm-hmm. within their business. But you can take these little nuggets along the way and, and, and apply them or not apply them you know, to, to your business and whatever you do, that kind of work is innovation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to set you up to it's gonna elevate you when you need to. For Absolutely. sure. And it's, it's going to give you energy. It's going to excite you all over again. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. so I, cause you will get in the weeds. You will get you in the will weeds. You will get and, into the weeds and, and you'll be like, okay, now I can't see through the weeds. Yeah. Right. And, like, and so like, with, cut that shit down and start walking. Right. Like with any relationship, yeah. you're going to go through ebbs and flows. The same goes through for your business. Mm-hmm. And so, especially if you find yourself in places where you're like, I need to fall back in love with this. Mm-hmm. I, I always find, Ooh. Creating that space for vision and innovation, it'll do it. Yep. It'll do it. Also for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let, let's preach to the choir. I'm preaching to the choir right now because that is the biggest thing. When you start a business, you d- dive in headfirst to such an, an extent that you are spending 26 hours a day and there's only 24. So you're saying 26 hours. you're in Star Trek. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that you are in the business all the time. And so sometimes that innovation comes from you stepping away and going to the beach and being able to have time for yourself. Because mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you start having those moments of, oh, that's something that we can work on. Or that's something that... And then, then that's where it comes from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this series. You out there listening, you can check this series out at boxbuilding.com. There's an article that that accompanies each one of these episodes. Yep. Or go back and listen. And I think what we'll do on a, on on this little off time, we'll release all these episodes as one big episode so Ooh. that someone can sit down and just listen to the whole thing. Go and so for it. and go for it. I think we can probably <laughs> put that together pretty easily. <laughs> and um I'm looking over here at Lindsay, our producer, and she's nodding. So that that's a good she's sign. Like, she might uh-huh. be like, You can go to hell. But but maybe that's that's a good idea. Um, she goes, uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. Um, hey, if you if you love Rhapsody Radio, we're going to be back next season. So thank you for all your support. Um, if you click follow or subscribe down below and tell your friends about us, give us that five star review Ooh, we if would you love wouldn't mind that. Yes. And you can also engage with if you have ideas for future episodes in the upcoming. Yeah, season. Yeah, we love feedback. We love feedback. We yeah. love questions. We love questions. We love all that. You can go to at Rhapsody Radio Show on Instagram or email us at info at rhapsodyradio.com. We will be back for the holiday episode after we're at the House of Mouse and we'll see you soon. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Have fun out there. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.